Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us for the 6th Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call of 2012. I am Thomas O'Hara and I will be the moderator for today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. Dr. Dennis Toddy, the South Dakota State Climatologist, will talk about the short and long-range precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Doug Cluck, NOAA Central Region Climate Service Director out of Kansas City, will not provide an update, but is also on the line to answer questions related to weather conditions in the basin. Kevin Lau, Senior Hydrologist, National Weather Service, Missouri River Basin River Forecast Center, will provide update on spring flood potential across the Missouri Basin. Kevin Grody, Missouri River Forecasting Team Lead, will provide an update on the Corps Reservoir Release Schedule. Levy repair status updates will be provided by Brett Budd, Chief of Omaha District Systems Restoration Team, and we will also receive an update on repairs from Judd Knieven, Kansas City District Emergency Operations Center. We will then take questions by state. As a reminder, we use a forced mute function during this call. To unmute your line during this call, enter star six. This function does not work on all phones, so please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversations. I would now like to do a quick roll call for today's speakers. Dr. Toddy, are you on the line, sir? Star six, please, to come off mute. I'm here. Thank you, sir. Doug Cluck, are you on? Doug may be on in just a minute. He, I just provided him the uh, phone connection. Okay, thank you. Kevin Lau, are you on, sir? Kevin Lau, are you there, sir? Yes, sir, I am. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Jed Kneeven and Colonel Hoffman in Kansas City, are you there, sir? Uh, this is Judd and Robin Walkham. Thank you. And Colonel Rook, the Omaha District Commander, is going to try and participate. He's in travel status on Blackberry, so his connection may be limited. Also, reminders, a link to our press kit, which includes bios, Missouri River Basin information, and historical data can be found in your media advisory. You can also access it from our website. We now also offer this conference call in podcast form in iTunes. Follow the link from your media advisory or go to iTunes and run a search for Missouri River Basin Water Management to subscribe to the podcast. Dr. Dennis Toddy, South Dakota State Climatologist, will now discuss short and long-range precipitation and temperature outlooks. Go ahead, sir. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, can you hear me? Loud and clear, sir. I'm sorry? I hear you loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay, thank you very much. Um, good afternoon. Um, a uh, uh, very nice day in South Dakota, hopefully where you are. Uh, uh, kind of a wide range of conditions to, to uh, discuss, so we're going to hit hit on those right now. Um, situation currently is that... Uh, uh, as talked last time, most of the snowpack on the plains is gone, and because of the very warm conditions we have seen recently, uh, there's been no recurrence of snow across the plains, as can happen often during this time of year. Uh, in the near-term outlooks, there, there's potential for precipitation, but uh, it looks like a very low likelihood right now of additional snowpack in the plains, and most of the frost has gone out uh, of the plains also, so we have uh, permeable soils throughout all the Missouri River Basin. Um, a couple or a recent storm has added a little bit to the uh, to the mountain snowpack has increased a little bit. 
um, over the last uh, couple weeks or so, but it still is running uh, near average to slightly above average, depending on the basins you're looking at. And as I mentioned, the very, there were very warm, dry conditions are continuing, which is adding to the complexity of the issue here. The very warm, dry conditions are helping dry out conditions across the plains, which has led to some fire danger. Uh, it's also reduced some of the flows available to add to the uh, uh, to the river system. Likely these warm conditions are going to continue in the short term and uh, very potentially into the month of April um, because of the, there's a, a large ridge of high pressure over the southeast that is pushing warmer air into our area combined with the dry soils and uh, lack of snow cover. Uh, these warm conditions are very likely to continue. Um, beyond the short term, there are no uh, specific indications on precipitation. Uh, there are conflicting signals uh, versus on wet versus dry, so the outlooks all lean uh, toward equal chances. Um, in the upper basin, in the short term, it looks like there is a, a, a good likelihood of some additional storms over the next uh, week to ten, week to two week period, uh, which will add to accumulation into the mountain areas. Uh, that's not unexpected because accumulation does continue in, in the snow. Uh, in, in the Rockies uh, for another few weeks. So that is not unexpected at this point. Um, for those of you who might be looking uh, in the, in the, in the uh, press pack, uh, moving on to the next slide, uh, just indicating how warm the conditions are. Uh, very warm conditions, 6, 8, more than 10 degrees above average over the last 30 days, um, adding to the complexity of the issues. From a precipitation standpoint, we've had some heavier precipitation in the southeast part of the basin. Uh, below the reservoir for the uh, reservoir system, uh, and then uh, decent precipitation in the far upper part of the basin. The plains in, in western North Dakota and much of North or western South Dakota, most of North Dakota, have been fairly dry over this period of time. Um, the next slide would indicate uh, a map from NRCS indicating the snow courses and uh, comparison versus last year. We have had an increase, so that most of the basins are near average to a little bit above average, but this is, again, quite a bit less than where we saw at this time last year uh, with, in the way of, of snowfall. Uh, moving on to the uh, outlooks for the next uh, 8 to 14 days, which would be on the next slide, uh, most of the middle part of the country is, has a very high likelihood of staying warmer than average, again, based on probabilities here, uh, going to stay warm. Um, the, the, the middle part of the country has a chance of increased chance of precipitation, and that far upper part of the basin has an increased chance of above-average precipitation. Um, but parts of Montana down into the, the central plains uh, has a, a better chance of staying on the dry side. Moving on to what we will see in April, again, uh, indicated the, a good likelihood of warmer-than-average conditions staying throughout the country throughout the month of April maybe a little uh, below average uh, temperatures in the very far upper part of the basin. Uh, as I mentioned on precipitation, uh, beyond the short period of time, uh, equal chances of below or above average precipitation. Not really good indications going into the longer term. And then as we look out in the next three-month period, April, May, June, May, June, July, the chances for temperatures go to equal chances. We don't have good indications one way or the other. But the western part of the basin during that time period may fall into or has an increased chance of drier conditions. 
uh, with the Climate Prediction Center. Uh, some, several of the tools are indicating a chance, increased chance of drier conditions in the uh, western plains to the Great Basin uh, and, and moving to the far western part of the basin uh, as we move into summer. One last slide I want to mention, uh, point out to people the, the recent warm conditions and continuing dry conditions from last fall. Um, there are areas of the Missouri Basin that are uh, showing up on the drought monitor from D0, abnormally dry, to moderate droughts and even a little bit of severe droughts in the far eastern part of the basin. Uh, but if you look on the U.S. drought outlook, this is on the last slide for those of you who may be looking, it shows uh, a green area over these showing improvement over the next, uh, or, or, you know, throughout the, until the end of June is the data time on this. I want to caution people that uh, this may be misleading, is that there is likely some improvement because spring is typically our wetter time of year. Uh, where precipitation exceeds evaporation, um, but we do not expect to resolve all dryness issues uh, throughout the eastern part of the basin. And then there are no indications on the upper part of the basin towards uh, creation of drought. So uh, that concludes my part of this. Thank you. Wait for a second. I'm going to put everybody back on force mute. We were getting an echo, so that's why I did that. Okay, next would be Kevin Lau, Senior Hydrologist, National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, who will provide an update on the spring flood potential across the Missouri Basin. Kevin, you'll have to hit star six to come off mute. Can you hear me, sir? Loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, as we stated in the uh, 15 March National Weather Service Hydrologic Assessment, the National Weather Service continues to project a normal risk of flooding for most areas within the Missouri Basin for this spring. The exception exists in the Dakotas where we expect a lower uh, than normal risk for flooding. Again, normal risk implies that for those locations which typically experience flooding year to year, we again expect a likelihood of flooding this spring. For those locations which do not normally flood, we do not project that flooding is likely this spring. We do expect a greater than 50% chance for spring flooding for many of the smaller tributaries in the lower part of the basin, and this has been borne out over the past few days due to the persistent heavy rainfall that has occurred over eastern Kansas and western Missouri. About 15 tributaries experienced at least minor flooding this past week, with six streams cresting in the moderate flood category. This flooding is typical for these streams and is expected to continue off and on throughout the duration of the spring. At the moment, the Missouri River is currently slightly above flood stage at Gasconade, Missouri, and nearly so at Herman. The river is expected to crest slightly below flood stage at both Washington and St. Charles over the next couple of days. Uh, again, we do not expect significant flooding due to mountain snowmelt this spring. And this concludes the National Weather Service flood potential brief, sir. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Grody, Missouri River Forecasting Team Lead, will now provide an update of current basin conditions and the Corps' reservoir release schedule. Thank you to everyone for joining us on this call today. We appreciate your participation and your help keeping the public informed as we have now moved into the peak runoff season that extends from March through July. Current status of the system. 
The total volume of water stored in the Mainstone Reservoir System is currently 56.9 million acre-feet, which is 1.1 million acre-feet above, excuse me, I'm going to start over again, 56.9 million acre-feet, 0.1 million acre-feet above the base of the annual flight control and multiple use zone. System storage fell as low as 56.1 million acre-feet in late July, which would have been 0.7 million acre-feet below the base of the annual flight control and multiple use zone. As is expected during March, runoff has increased, and we are beginning to store some water in the 16.3 million, million acre-foot annual flight control multiple use zone. Earlier this week, we increased releases from Gavin's Point Dam in order to provide flow support for navigation. Gavin's releases were increased from 22,000 CFS to 27,000 CFS over a four-day period. We will adjust those releases as basin conditions dictate. Last time this year, system storage was 3.8 million acre-feet higher than what it is today. It was at 60.7 million acre-feet. And Gavin's Point releases were 6,000 CFS lower than what they are today. They were at 21,000 CFS. Regarding snowpack, currently there is no plain snowpack in the Missouri Basin. Plain snowpack data is provided by the National Weather Service's National Operational Hydrologic Remote Sensing Center. Even with little or no plain snowpack this year, we still have runoff in March and April, since runoff in March and April is from a combination of plain snowmelt and rainfall. To date, runoff above Gavin's Point Dam during March has been about 1.5 million acre-feet, which is slightly below our March 1 forecast for runoff during March. Mountain snowpack data is collected and disseminated by the Natural Resources Conservation Service, or the NRCS. The latest data available on their website indicates that mountain snowpack is now about normal throughout the, most of the Missouri River Basin. However, the range in individual subbasins can vary from 94% all the way up to 118%. Overall, mountain snowpack in the reach above Fort Peck is about 102% of normal and 100% of normal in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison Dam, which includes the Yellowstone River Basin. Typically, about 87% of the peak mountain snowpack accumulation has occurred by mid-March, and it peaks around April 15. This time last year, mountain snowpack was 113% above Fort Peck and 121% in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison. So in summary, based on what we're seeing today, runoff so far in 2012 has been tracking fairly closely with our March 1 runoff forecast, which is indicating a near-normal runoff year. However, I caution that conditions can still change dramatically as they did last spring. We are only three weeks into a five-month runoff season. The risk of snowmelt-driven flooding can't, may be low this year, but there is still the potential for rainfall-induced flooding as was seen this time last year, as was seen this week in the lower basin. A case in point in northwest Missouri has experienced flooding in four of the last five years, in 2007, 2008, 2010, and 2011. And in only one of those years, only last year in 2011, was the flooding attributable to high runoff in the upper basin and high releases from the mainstem reservoir system. 
During those other three years, flooding was a result of rainfall events below the reservoir system. Therefore, it is imperative that we not become complacent. And by we, I mean the collective we, all of us. Flood risk management is a group effort and a shared responsibility. We have a role in managing and communicating that risk to ensure the basin is ready for whatever Mother Nature has in store for us. Finally, one last item. Water management is in the process of planning a series of seven public meetings which will be conducted throughout the basin during the week of April 16th through the 20th. The purpose of the meetings is to update stakeholders on current hydrologic conditions and the planned operation of the reservoir system through 2012. Detailed information includes including times and locations will be announced as soon as arrangements have been finalized. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Brett Budd, Chief of the Omaha District Systems Restoration Team, will now provide a levy repair status update. Thank you, Tom, and good afternoon, everyone. Currently, the Omaha District has 18 levy rehabilitation projects that are authorized and funded under Public Law 8499. The most critical and time-sensitive of those repairs have been completed, and we are finishing our current construction contracts. Geotechnical investigations are underway along the sections of the levees that experienced seepage problems during the flood. These investigations and tests are used to measure the existing soil conditions, including under seepage. With this information, we will be able to determine the final repairs required for the levees. Due to the volume of data, the NRCS is currently assisting the Omaha dis District in its seepage analysis. Personnel from the Corps' mobile district will also be arriving next week to provide assistance. Our goal is to complete the investigation designs and all construction of levy repairs by the end of the calendar year. To date, 11 of the 18 levy systems have awards in ongoing construction. We anticipate awarding construction contracts on the majority of the remaining systems in the next few months. Thus far, the Omaha District has had 33 contract actions for a total of $79.7 million for levy repairs. In parallel with our effort of performing levy repairs, we've also begun engineering assessments, studies, and designs at all six main stem dams. Included in this effort are operating projects associated with the main stems, such as the Williston Levy in Williston, North Dakota. Currently, there are $8.9 million in awarded contracts at the dams and operating projects. The current estimate for all main stem dams and related flood control structure repairs is over $200 million. The goal is to have the majority of the dam repairs under contract by the end of the fiscal year. Going state by state in Iowa, Levy L624-627 at Council Bluffs. All critical repairs of the 28th Street Veterans Memorial Bridge pump stations were substantially complete with final equipment installation and finishing work ongoing. This contract was modified to include drainage structure and other repairs at seven additional locations. Six of those projects are substantially complete with only final site restoration, seating, and or final equipment installation remaining. Geotechnical testing has been completed and data has been turned over to the Omaha District this week. Levy L611614, South of Council Bluff. Two construction contracts were awarded thus far in the system. The first to construct five seepage burns and restore a scour area was substantially completed on March 5th. The second contract for installation of relief wells is ongoing with construction at 60% complete and on schedule to reach completion by June 1st. Geotechnical investigations are currently underway on that levy system. Levy L575 near Hamburg. The critical repairs at all three breaches, the upper near Percival, Iowa, the middle near Hamburg, and the lower near the Nishinabotna River are complete. On March 13th, the Omaha District awarded a modification for inline reconstruction of roughly one mile levee section to repair a slope failure north of the lower breach. 
On March 15th, the district ordered a modification to construct additional seepage berms and other levee repairs at nine breach locations. Five additional seepage berms are under construction where they're required to fill in gaps between existing seepage berms. There are also three areas where eroded levee slopes will be restored, topsoil placed, and seeding planted. Geotechnical investigations are beginning this week. In Missouri, levee L550 near Rockport, Missouri, the contractor is substantially complete at both breach locations. The final erosion control and levee surfacing is ongoing at the lower breach and includes the installation of tow drains and stability berms where needed. Work has now substantially shifted to seepage berms, scour areas, and placement of riprap at the breach locations. The course of Ennett District performed geotechnical testing last weekend, and additional testing will begin this week. Levee L536 south of Rockport, Missouri. Construction of a setback levee at this critical repair site is substantially complete. Additional armoring of the levee with riprap began on February 28th and is ongoing. In Nebraska, Levy R624-627, which is the Omaha Flood Protection Project, critical repairs have been completed at this site to include Grace Street Outlet Repair, Riverside Levy Restoration, Minnelusa Sewer Division Repair, Kinder Morgan Drainage Structure Repair, Riverview Pump Station Repair, Douglas Street Pump Station Repair, Levy Side Slope Turf Restoration, and Airport Approach Light Foundation Restoration. Ongoing work includes installation of new flap gates and discharge pipes at the Kinder Morgan Riverview Pump Station. Once right, rates of entries are received through the City of Omaha from the Burlington Northern Railroad, we'll begin work on the Jones Street Pumping Station and pressure grouting at the Omaha flood wall. Geotechnical investigation of the project is nearing completion with the Coors Baltimore District drill crew completing 19 of 24 soil borings. This information will be used to further define additional repair needs. Levy R613 south of Bellevue. On February 14th, the Omaha District ordered a purchase order for seating on the Missouri River Levy R613. Work includes seating the Papillion Creek right bank, the Missouri River right bank, and the Platte River left bank. This project will be substantially complete today. Follow-on repairs will include work on two drainage structures that will be ready for advertising next week. Levy R616, also south of Bellevue. Seating and flap gate cleanout are scheduled for completion today. Geotechnical testing has begun on both R613 and R616 and have been completed this week. Levy R573 south of Nebraska City. On February 14th, the Omaha District awarded a task order for repairs to scour holes, construction of seepage berms, slope repairs, and seating. Construction activities are ongoing. The, con the contractor is stripping and stockpiling material for seepage berms and slope repairs. Dredging began on Wednesday to fill the riverside scour holes. All geotechnical testing is complete and survey was completed by crews from the Kansas City District. Levy R-562 northeast of Peru. Flood damage includes sand boils, tow erosion due to wave action and scouring at three locations along the levee crest, and riverside turf being damaged and lots of topsoil. A geotechnical investigation is underway with the course of Vanna District, drill crew mobilizing earlier this week. That investigation is anticipated to be completed next week with the resulting information to be used to further define additional repairs. Additional information and updates are available on the Omaha District webpage and the Flood 2011 Repairs link. Thank you, and back to you, Tom. Thank you, Brett. Uh, Judd Kneeven, Chief of Kansas City District Emergency Operations Center, will now provide an update on the status of love repairs in Kansas City District. Hey, Tom, Robin Wacom is going to lead this one. Roger that. 
57 requests for assistance have been received by the Kansas City District for these uh, repairs. 50, 53 levy rehab projects have been identified to complete. Our rough order of magnitude at this point is still $42 million to complete all repairs to these levy rehabilitation projects. Seven contracts have been awarded for approximately $7.35 million. We do have solicitation announcements posted for several other projects on the street right now. Four projects have been denied due to minimal damages on those properties. Within Kansas, at Clyde, Kansas, bids have been received on March 13th. Contract award is pending. For River Mile 471-460R, a construction contract awarded on 9 February to Cajun Contractors, subcontracting with TL Enterprises is in progress. Rock removal at the NRCS Wetland Scour is completed and currently 15% filled with soil. Topsoil placement on the under seepage berm is in progress. Construction completion is scheduled for 21 June of 2012. At Kansas Department of Corrections, proposals were received on March 21st. Contract award is pending. Walcott Drainage District, Sections 1, 2, and 3. Solicitation has been posted to Fed Biz Ops with bids due on 30 March. In Missouri, Union Township, the project was awarded 16 February to Idecker Incorporated of St. Joseph, Missouri, subcontracting to Hill Brothers Construction. Two of the upstream most breaches have the sand core placed for levee setbacks, and other impervious fill placement on top of these levees is in progress. Construction completion is estimated at 21 June, with seeding completed 1 October of 2012. Cannon's Drainage District and Kimsey Holly, this project was awarded 22 March to ESI of Kansas City, Missouri, for the repair of breaches and erosion repairs. Pre-construction meetings were held today. Notice to proceed will be issued on Monday, and mobilization will occur on Monday, March 26th. Construction completion is estimated in July of 2012, with seeding completed 1 October 2012. Holt County number 9. This project solicitation was posted on Fed Biz Ops. Bids are due 27 March. L455. This contract was awarded in conjunction with the R471-460 contract. Scour holes on L455 are filled to grade and over 200 feet of the under seepage berm have been placed. Rushville Sugar Lake. The contract was awarded on 30 January to ESI of Kansas City. The level of protection has been achieved on, on 18 March. Seeding and mulching remain to be completed. Construction completion is still scheduled for 31 May of 2012. Bean Lake. A construction contract was awarded on 10 February to TJC Engineering of Louisville, Kentucky, subcontracting to Pro Specialties. Four of the seven breaches have been closed. Construction completion is scheduled for 28 June of 2012. L408 and L400, this project solicitation was posted on Fed Biz Ops. Proposals were received 16 March and contract award is pending. Wakandal, a construction contract was awarded to Idecker Incorporated of St. Joseph, Missouri on Monday, 23 January. The level of protection was achieved on this site on 15 March with some final grading and seating remaining to be completed. Construction completion is scheduled for 1 May of 2012. For continuous updates, please refer to our website at www.nwk.usace.army.mil 
Click on the Levy Rehabilitation tab in the center of the site. That completes our update from the Kansas City District. Thank you, Robin. As a reminder, these calls are recorded and can be retrieved in their entirety from the Corps' website or from iTunes by no later than close of business today. Also, for any questions related to FEMA, please contact them using the following phone numbers. Flood insurance questions, 1-800-427-4661. All other questions for Region 7, 816-283-7095 and Region 8-303-235-4908. We will now field questions by state for the Corps, Dr. Cluck, Mr. Cluck, Dr. Toddy, and Mr. Lau. We will begin with Montana. Any Montana congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? All right, for Wyoming, any Wyoming congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Moving on to North Dakota. Once again, remind folks, uh, star six, if to come off mute. North Dakota, any congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Moving to South Dakota, any South Dakota congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Say, hey, this is Tony Mangan at KCCR Radio. Just a couple questions about the about the Wahi Reservoir. Um, at this point, you say that that there is no flooding, and at this point, everything's good. Is there a point in all of this where we're not getting precipitation, where you might start to be concerned about drought? Uh, this is Kevin Grody. Uh, we are monitoring uh, basin conditions at all times, Tony. Um, at, at this point, uh, we, are we are not going to modify our releases for drought conditions, uh, but it is something that, that is in our master manual should uh, storage get down to a point that we go into water conservation that we do do, do that. Is there, are we close to that point, or are we are we okay at this point, or I mean, you know, how right bad now, would it have to get? I guess. Well, it's much worse than it is now. We're, we are forecasting normal runoff for 2012. And then the other quick thing about uh, the Wahi, um, I'm assuming everything's going pretty good as far as repair work, that type of thing. <laughs> Uh, this is Greg Melema, Tony. Uh, yeah, everything at Oahe right now is going on schedule. Uh, we're we're in, hitting hard on our designs and getting contracts awarded. Was there anything specific you're curious about? I, I know I know the cause uh, the Thromboy Island Causeway project is to be bid to uh, or the bids are to be open today, I believe. Yes, that's true. Okay, and then otherwise, it's just um, you're just going through the process, and and I'm assuming the the good weather has helped you. Well, absolutely. It's helped with our field investigations and inspections, and, and uh, it hasn't been a detriment at all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions from South Dakota? All right, moving on to Nebraska. Any Nebraska congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Hi, this is uh, Katie Schubert from Omaha Public Radio. Uh, how are how are things looking in the Omaha Council Bluffs area um, as we are going into spring, considering we've had such warm weather so far? 
River conditions? With respect to... Yeah, with respect to river conditions. You talked about the releases from Gavin's Point Dam. Right. Those are well within the channel. Um, very normal for this type of year. Okay. Okay, so it's normal for this type of year then. Yes. Okay. And, uh, Kevin, how do you spell your last name? Uh, Grody, G-R-O-D-E. G-R-O-D-E. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Any other questions from Nebraska? Moving on to Iowa. Any Iowa congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, or press? Moving to Missouri. Any Missouri congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, or press? Lastly, Kansas. Any Kansas congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press? Any national media? And one last call for any questions from anybody that hasn't had a chance to ask your question yet. Okay, hearing none, our next call is scheduled for Friday, April 6th at 1 p.m. Central. An updated media advisory will be distributed as a reminder in advance of each call. Thank you for participating on today's call. We are now adjourned.